God this is. It's personal relationship. Personal. I, I loved what Sister Carol was, was saying because it's, it's intimacy. And being intimate with the Lord, the Lord wants to be intimate with you. He wants to have relationship right. with you. And that's the beauty of it is, is that, that He joined us to Himself. Glory to God. Have you ever, we can't even fathom that, that we've been joined to the Lord, joined to Him. He that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. So your inner man, your spirit has been joined to His Spirit, quickened together with Him. I said that this morning. Quickened, made alive with Him, co-joined. See that togetherness is is joining with Him. So what we're learning is is His quickening. When He was quickened, see, see He was made alive. One, one translation, I think it's called the Lutheran Concordance, says, he was raised out from among the dead. Not just He was raised from the dead, but He was raised out from the dead. Out from among it. In other words, He's no longer in Adam. And neither are you. You're no longer there. Because you're raised out from among the dead. You're quickened with Him. So the same life that quickened Him is the same life that quickened you. In fact, it is Him that quickened you. And you're raised with Him. Raised with Him. Seated. And that word seated, seated says so much because He's seated. You know, He's set down as a king in His finished work. So He's seated as, you know, you know, seating speaks of a number of things. It speaks of His our kingship, His royalty, but it also speaks of a place of relaxation or peace. You're seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That's where you are. Your eye can't see that. Your natural eye looks out here and says, well, I, I'm in Hudson, North Carolina. God says you're seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And see, see, it's that becoming real is, is, is what we long for. Is we've heard this, Father. We, we, we've touched it even. We've even seen glimpses of it. But God wants to make it real. He, may, he wants to make it a reality that, that when I walk through the grocery store, Kroger, Walmart, whatever grocery store you have here, that in that grocery store I'm in Christ Jesus in heavenly places. And the word places really isn't that. I'm in the heavenlies. I'm in the heavenly, like I said, I'm in the heavenly Christ Jesus. Because if you want to find heaven, heaven's in Him. See, so many people want to find heaven, they want to know where heaven's at and what heaven looks like. I would say it looks a whole lot like Jesus. <laughs> Is what I tell you. It looks a whole lot like Him because that's where it's at. That in God, you know, I, I was debating in my mind, do I go back into this inner man or do I, I've been ministering a lot in, in Matthew 24 for about two years and I had something there I wanted to show, but I just let the Lord take me. But look at Ephesians 1. Ephesians 1 and, and verse, I guess, 10 will start. We may back up. But he says, having, verse 9, having made known unto us the mystery of His will. Do you know the mystery of His will? Paul writes, having made known to us the mystery of His will, according to His good pleasure. It's His pleasure. Do you realize that it's God's good pleasure which He had purposed, where did He purpose that? In Himself. So He purposed it Himself. So if God purposed it, guess what? It's going to be. Because whatever He purposed, whatever He said, whatever He's declared is. That, in the dispensation of the fullness of times, He might gather together in one. I love that. Gather in one all things in Christ. All things were, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in Him. Now, 
Over in the book of Galatians, Paul writes, when the fullness of time was come. What time? The fullness of the old law, when the fullness of the Mosaic covenant, when the fullness of that covenant had come, when it had reached its fullness, God sent forth His Son made of a woman, made under the law to redeem them that were under the law. What that word under means you're under the authority of it. So you were under the authority of the law, even, even if you weren't a Jew. The whole, you know, he says in Romans 3, I know the Gentiles technically weren't under the law, but the whole world was, was under the authority of the law. So, so in, in Romans 3 he said, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So, so, so you were under that administration. That was an administration of the Lord. And this is something that God's really shown me, and I guess we're going to combine some of this together, but He's really been dealing with me out of Matthew 24 35 for a long time. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. And He really spoke that in me. I've looked at that, and I'm sure a lot of Christians look at that, and some of them look at it and puzzles them, others look at it and they think, well, the natural heaven's going to pass away. The natural heaven and the natural earth is going to go away and behold, you know, God's going to make a new heaven and a new earth. And you can go through 500 probably different ideas of that. But he said, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words. And and that, that second part just jumped out like lightning, my words shall not pass away. What, what does he mean? What does he mean? My words shall not pass away. Well, well, we'll share that a little bit with you. The the heaven, the, what God spoke in me for years was, and I said it this morning, heaven is my throne. Yeah. In Isaiah sixty six, he says, heaven is my throne, and the earth is my footstool. Where's the house you will build me? Yeah. And then he, and then he, you know, if we hear it, he gives us a piece of the mystery. He says, unto this man, will I look. So I'm looking for my house, but my house is going to be built by a man. Yeah. And that man is the man we, we, we call Jesus. Behold, I lay in Zion a stone, a dry stone, a chief cornerstone. So there was the man he was looking to for his house, for his place of rest, for his dwelling, was the Lord Jesus Christ Himself. That's what he was looking to when he spoke through Isaiah, unto this man shall I look. So heaven is my throne, earth is my... Where was his throne at? Where was it at? Where was the heaven at when he said, heaven is my throne? The, the, in, in Isaiah, I believe it's 37. Let me see if I have this. Because I, I really was going a, a different way, but this is, is evidently the mind of the Lord. So Isaiah, I believe it's 37, he said that he was enthroned between the cherubim. Where were the cherubim at? They, they were, they were in the house of God. They were in the temple of God. So, so if, if God's people can hear this, heaven's his throne and the earth is his footstool, I believe that old Jerusalem represented the place of his feet. That the heaven was, was represented in that house and also the earth was represented in the land that house was on. I saw something in the last year or so of the Lord in Canaan land that, that just kind of opened me up. I saw that God, when He come to Abraham, and He told Abraham, He said, Go into the land that I show thee. And, and down in Genesis it said, And the Lord appeared to Abram. So where God showed him, but the land was Canaan. And see, what I begin to see is Canaan land represented the appearing of the Lord. Because also He appears in Canaan, and you can search this out, He appears to Abram in Canaan, He appears to Isaac in Canaan, 
And then one of the most profound statements in your, in your Bible in Genesis is when Jacob lays down and goes to sleep at Bethel. And guess what land he's in? He's in Canaan land. He goes down and he goes to sleep there in, in Canaan land. And he awakes and he says, this is none other than the house of God. This is none other than the, the, than the door to heaven. And he says, he says, Jehovah is in this place and I knew it not. And God just, just began to open me up that Canaan represented the place of the Lord. That's where the Lord was. So when God was telling Israel He was taking them to a land flowing with milk and honey, it was because the Lord was there. Not, not that physical earth, but it was the Lord was there. That was where He was. He said, He said, I'm taking you to Myself. I'm going to be your God and you're going to be like my people. And he told them you're going to be a kingdom of priests unto the Most High God. And that was what Canaan land represented. So when Jesus says heaven and earth shall pass away, I honestly believe He was saying that throne, that dominion of the law, that Jerusalem there, that physical Jerusalem, it was going away. <laughs> Glory to God. But what He was saying is, My words shall abide forever. So He was setting forth the new word, a new law, a new commandment. See, see, see out of Isaiah 2, and I, I know I ministered on this one time when I was here, out of Isaiah 2, the Lord said in the latter days that they're going to build the house of the Lord in the latter days of what? The latter days of the old covenant. When was Christ laid? He was laid in the latter days of the first covenant. That's when the stone was laid. He was laid there as the stone. And he said, let's flip there and turn it because I'm going to butcher it if I don't. Isaiah 2. I get excited with this word in Isaiah 2. Isaiah chapter 2. says the word that Isaiah, the son of Amos, saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. And it shall come to pass in the latter days. So the latter days of Judah and Jerusalem. That's what he saw in concerning that the mountain of Jehovah's house, or the Lord's house, shall be established on the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills and all nations shall flow unto it. Now, now why did he say that? Let's, let's stop and just break this down a little bit. He said that it's going to be exalted above all the hills. You know why he said that? What was Israel doing over and over again? They were building idols on the mountaintops. So, so it's going to be exalted above all their idolatry, all the, all the pagan gods, above all the hills, and all, not just Jerusalem, but all nations shall flow unto it. And many people shall go, go and say, Come ye, and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the mountain of Jehovah, to the house of the God of Jacob, and He will teach us His ways, and we will walk in His path, for out of Zion shall go forth the law. The law didn't come out of Zion. The, first, the law of Moses didn't come out of Zion, it come out of Sinai. Get a hold of this. The law shall go forth from Zion, and the word of the Lord and the word of Jehovah from Jerusalem. Now flip back to Deuteronomy. And I believe I want chapter 18, but I may have to look and see. Let's see. I believe that's what I want. Yeah, eighteen fifteen. So the word of the Lord is coming from Jerusalem. The law is coming from Zion. And verse 15 says, And Jehovah thy God will raise up unto thee a prophet from the midst of thee of thy brethren, like unto me, unto him you shall hearken. According that all to all that thou desirest of 
Jehovah thy God in Horeb in the day of the assembly, saying, Let me not hear again the voice of Jehovah my God, neither let me see the great fire any more, that I die not. And Jehovah said unto me that they have well said that which they have spoken. I will raise them up a prophet from among their brethren like unto thee, and I will put what? My words in his mouth, and he shall speak unto them all that I shall command him. You hear hear that? And it shall come to pass that whosoever will not hearken unto my words which he shall speak in my name, I will require it of it. Now, now we, we've talked here, we, we're Jesus' people here, so this is pretty easy. He said, in my name. Jesus come along and said, I have come in whose name? I have come in my Father's name. And in John 14, look over in John 14, flip over John 14, 10, and it's also in John 17. But John 14, He says, well, he says a lot, <laughs> but he says in verse 10, he says, Believest thou not, what do you say to believe, that I am in the Father? Mm-hmm. I, I, I saw this, you know, we, we think it's, it's, it's a big deal. We're preaching God in you, Christ in you. Well, that's what Jesus preached. Look, look what he said to, for them to believe. He said, believe. That I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. The words that I say unto you, I speak not from myself. I speak not from myself, but the Father abiding in me doeth His works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father in me, or else believe me for the very works sake. See, He said that He was going to put His words in His mouth. And here Jesus began, have you ever noticed how Jesus began to say, believe me. You believe God, believe me. Believe me. So he, the words he began to speak upon the earth, you know, you know, we try to find the words to the new covenant. I don't know who's, how many's ever tried to figure out the words of the new covenant. Because they're not plain like the words of the old covenant. Are they? They're not written there like the Ten Commandments and like the Book of the Law and everything there. What they are are the words that were in his mouth. That's right. <laughs> Amen. That was the law that was coming from Zion that whosoever believeth on him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. See, that was a law set forth. And that law can't be broken. That the entrance way into God is not through a heifer. See, it's not through a sacrifice, a turtle dove, or even hanging the Ten Commandments on the wall. It's whosoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's what he put forth. And he always put forth. But that's what he did. He put an entrance. Uh, uh, Sister Carol said it. I'm the door. He said, I'm the door. I'm the entrance way. The, the, the door is no longer that veil. In, in that holy of holies, the door is now Him. He's the door into the most holy place. I'm the door to the sheepfold. Yes. Glory to God. The door is not the veil. It's Christ. Christ is the entrance way into God, and you come in through Him. See, that's what God's people have to see. He fulfilled the law of Moses. He fulfilled the Ten Commandments. We could never do them. And He fulfilled them, and now we live through Him. And that's the, that's the, the covenant He made. He sealed like like Moses read the book of the law there in Exodus, I believe, chapter twenty four, and that was before he brought the stones down. But he but he read to him, you know, the the Ten Commandments and and, and other commandments there. And it's in the twenty four, twenty five, and he took the they took so many oxen and, or, or bulls, I can't remember now. I think it was oxen, and they slayed them, and they sprinkled the book. 
and the people. And they said, this is the blood joined to you. So those people were joined to the blood of animals. So they were in a covenant with the blood of animals that if they committed a fault before God, they had to come to the high priest and, and then once a year, you know, we know the, the, the story of the Day of Atonement. Once a year there was atonement made for Israel. But there was this continual cycle of slain lambs. Going on over and over and over and over again. Until the Lamb came. And see, when the Lamb came, a new administration came. When the fullness of time was come, God sent forth His Son. See, that time was come. The fullness of it, it was over. That's right. And that's, and that's what we, we, a lot of times, can see. It was over. It was done. It served His purpose. It was of God. It was holy. It was true. But His purpose was over because it was speaking of Him. And when He come and died, He set forth the new in force. He set forth the way into the holiest of all of accessing God was simply you believe in Him. And in John, that just leapt out at me like a like lightning. I, you know, I, I preached believe in Jesus my whole life, but I didn't see the power of believing in Jesus, and that and just leapt out at me, my Lord. That, that, is, that is the covenant. That whosoever calls on the Lord shall be saved. That whosoever believeth in him shall not perish. That whosoever believeth in him out of his belly shall flow. See, see, he spoke that into into place that that out of your inner being will flow rivers of living water. See, that wasn't in the old. But it, but in, but through his blood, so you have that kind of covenant that out of you will flow rivers of his life. That's your covenant with God. His blood, the blood, this is the blood that of the covenant shed for you. That's what it said? So it was based upon His words. She flipped to Isaiah 59. Isaiah chapter 59 says, down toward the bottom, I have to find the exact Scripture. Verse 20, And a Redeemer will come to Zion. How many believe Jesus is the Redeemer of the, of the world? How many believe that? There's another Redeemer coming. No. And a Redeemer will come to Zion, and unto them that turn from transgression, and Jacob saith Jehovah, or saith the Lord. And as for me, this is Jehovah speaking, the Lord speaking, and as for me, this is my covenant with them, saith Jehovah, my spirit that is upon thee. Listen, here's his covenant. My spirit that is upon thee, and my words which I have put in thy mouth. So here's the covenant. My spirit and my words that I have put in thy mouth shall not depart out of thy mouth, nor out of the mouth of thy seed, nor out of the mouth of thy seed, seed, saith the Lord, from henceforth and forever. So when the Redeemer come, you, 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 when the Redeemer come to Zion, there was a word put in his mouth. The word is nigh thee in thy mouth, the word of faith which we preach, that if thou shalt believe in thy heart and confess with thy mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, thou shalt be saved. And see, that's what was in his mouth, to believe in him. That's what he said. Oh, he said more than that. We're going to look at some of the more, not all of it, but some of it, because we'll be here all night and probably tomorrow, and some of it I need to study myself, because God's opening me to this. But that's what was in his mouth. Over, you know, it's amazing how many times Jesus said to believe in him. Because God put that in his mouth to believe in him. 
Why did he say that? Because the Jews believed in an animal sacrifice and they believed in a high priest and they believed in the Ten Commandments and the Law of Moses. That's what they believed in. Right, right. That was was their sanctification or their, their, you know, and really when Jesus came on the scene, they didn't believe much of anything. Christians don't understand it, but most of the Jewish people were in all kinds of false idols and so forth than they were throughout their, you know, their history. When you go read their history, what, what was always plaguing God's people was idolatry. They were always making idols to an unknown God and they were running to every high hill to offer to an idol. And I'm sure that has significance to us today. But but here Jesus comes on the scene and says, Hey, quit running. You know, even when He comes to the Samaritan woman, she said, We worship God in this mountain and you Jews worship over in Jerusalem. He said, Yeah, Jerusalem is the true place of worship. You're right. That's, where, that's the true place. This mountain you're in Ain't the true place. But now is the time. See, why, why was it now is the time? Because now standing there, Jesus standing there, and he says, now is the time that the true worshipers, they will neither in this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the Father, for God is a spirit, and seek of those who worship Him, and the true worshipers shall worship Him in spirit and in truth. So God was moving away from the physical, the natural, into the spiritual. He was moving from the natural land of Canaan into the spiritual land of Christ. Glory to God. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. So now flip over to John 17. I have to catch myself or I'll run down just preaching. And I love to preach. But sometimes I want to try to get things out. John 17. He says in verse 7, Let you all get there. John 17, verse 7. He says, Now they know that all things whatsoever thou hast given me are from thee. For the words which thou gavest me. Listen to this. Mm -hmm. Who gave him his words? He's saying his father gave him his words. The words which thou hast given to me. What's he going to do with them? I have given... Unto them. Mm-hmm. And they received them. Mm-hmm. And knew of a truth that I came forth from thee, and they believed that thou didst send me. I pray for them. I pray not for the world, but for those whom thou hast given me, for thy, they are thine, and all things that are mine are thine, and thine are mine, and I am glorified in them. Now let's go down here, scroll down a little bit. And in verse 20... Jesus says there, Neither for these only do I pray, but for them also that believe on Me through their Word. What was the, what's their Word going to be? Well, the words You gave Me, <laughs> I've given them. So now, take your mind back to what we just read in Isaiah 59. He said, This is My covenant, My Spirit. Who did He give the Spirit to without measure? We're... Where did the Spirit come down as a dove? And it, it, you, you know, to Jesus, right? The Spirit that is upon thee and the words I put into thy mouth shall be for thy seed. So who was his seed? In Isaiah 53 it says, He shall see his seed and prolong his days. So initially his seed were those disciples right there that believed on him. Okay? That was his seed. So his seed was not natural. It was spiritual. It was those that were born of the Spirit of God, that were born of those those disciples that had received his word, had become his seed, and they had his word in them. So now they're going out with his word, and he says unto thy seed and thy seed's seed. So, so not only those disciples, but all those that believe on me through my word. <laughs> glory, glory to God. So he put his word in Peter. 
And he put his word in Paul. And he put his word in James and Andrew. And you can go down the list of all of you. And all those that were there with him. And they began to gather up his elect. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Because they began to declare his word. My Lord, they weren't declaring their word. They began to say his word. They begin to declare the covenant of the Lord. Glory to God. And see, in this covenant, this is where, where you know we believe and we enter in here. But remember his words. He says here in going on in John back seventeen, he said, Believe on me through the word that they all may be one. So he spoke this into existence. They may be one. The same God that said, Let there be light. The same God that hung the, the moon and the earth and everything we see and all the stars. He says here that they may be one. Even as thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou didst send me, and the glory which thou hast given me, I've given them, that they may be one even as we are one. I in them, thou in me, that they may be perfected into one. See, that's the covenant. That's your covenant with God. That through Him... See, I, see, I saw this. I saw, Lord, this is what Apostle Paul's writing. I, I, I looked down there one day and it's like, we, we, we went through Ephesians this morning. The church which is His body, the fullness of one, Him. That they may be one, Him. That filleth all in all. That be one filled. That's, that's it. They may be one. This is the word of something that God said. You be one. I and how you be one is I and them, thou and me, that they would be made per- perfect, not in themselves, but they would be made perfect in one, which is Him. So the glory that I have, Amen. And I've given them. I am them, thou and me. That's the glory he had. What glory did Jesus have when he walked there? God was in him. He told him, the Father in me doeth the works. And now he said, the glory that I have, I've given them. And then he goes on and says, that they may be with me where I am and behold my glory. What I was before the world was. They're going to behold because, he, because Sister Carol said it. Father, go find me with thine own self. For the glory that I had with thee before the world was, so now that you're in him, you're in him to behold his glory, to be transformed through seeing him. Glory to God. And that's his salvation. See, Lord, Lord just made it so he made it so real with me. Uh, 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 there and, and also when, when he said the, what the 5,000 or the 3,000 maybe you'll help me with the numbers but he made it so real with me he told them in the gospel in one place it talks about he fed them then in another place he broke the bread and gave it to his disciples and the disciples fed him and then I saw there in Ephesians 4 it said he that descended is the same that ascended up above all heavens, that He might fill all things. And then it says, And He gave gifts unto men, and He gave some apostles, <laughs> prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. How is He filling all things? Through His Word that is in the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher for the edifying of the body of Christ till we all come to the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man. That's what He put in His ministry. That's what He put in you. Was this Word that would make you one. That's it. That's the covenant. And this covenant is... That's why John saw a lamb slain in the midst of the throne. See, in the old throne, it wasn't a slain lamb. It was it was slain heifers and turtle doves and so forth because He was, he was between. I saw this. That, that in Hebrews 12, I, I preached out of Hebrews 12 for 
maybe 20 years. You've come to Mount Zion, the city of the living God. And I preach it, get happy, preach it, get happy, because God had made this reality, this spiritual reality, somewhat real to me. And one day I'm reading it and I'm like, oh, I never saw that part of it, Lord. And I, and I sat and I, and I just, it, and what I, what I hadn't seen is, he says, you come to Mount Zion and to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn who are written in heaven, to God, the judge of all. But get this, and to the spirits of just men made perfect. See, this judgment in Christ makes you perfect. See, that judgment under the law made no man perfect. See, a new, a new throne, a new dominion, a new heaven. Behold, I create new heavens and a new earth. Wherein, and Peter was looking for that new heaven and new earth. Wherein is righteousness. And see, where he was looking at was in the realm of the Spirit. And where that slain lamb was at, where all men are made perfect before the Lord. All those that have received Him come into His perfection that they may be one even as we are one. So God says in Christ, you're perfect. That's what Paul said that the ministry He gave Him was to show everyone perfect in Christ Jesus. Now when I say everyone, I'm talking about everyone in the church. There's a lot of people take this and they twist it out and say everyone. You have to come through the door. That's right. So you, you have to start with the door. I'm the door to the sheepfold. So I have to come through the door. In the door, there's the blood on the house. The blood on the door. His blood. Glory to God. So I enter into His work. That's what I do. I don't enter into a work of a, of a natural lamb. I don't eat a natural lamb. I enter into His work and I eat His flesh. And His blood, and just for a minute, and the Word was what made flesh. So I partake of His death, burial, resurrection, that that He did as a man. And I drink His blood. He was quick, and His life was the Spirit. So I drink out, I eat out of His work, His death, burial, and resurrection, and I drink out of the Spirit, glory to God, and I feast on Him. I eat the Lamb. And now I come into the union with the Lord. I move out. Once I eat that lamb, I start moving out of Egypt, right? And I move across, the, the, so to speak, the desert, the dry place, into the land of promise. Yes. And He said, you are complete. We're at in Him. Yes. So your land of promise is in Him. As He said, that day you shall know I am in the Father, ye are in Me, and I am, we're in you. That's your land of promise, glory to God. That is your promised land, is in Christ Jesus, glory to the Lamb of God. And we've been sealed by the blood of Jesus to enter into that land. Glory. So can we enter in there? Absolutely. As he said, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit. So where's his spirit at? He hath shed forth this. Where he shed it forth at? Holy Ghost is shed abroad. Where at? In our hearts. So you're more than able to enter in here. You're more than able to live in Christ Jesus. He made you perfect. I, 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 I long. For the fullness of, of, of His work to be shown in me and shown in His body that you are complete in Him. In Him. Glory to God that He's completed. He did a finished work. He completed us. That the throne of God is in the throne of God as that Lamb having been slain that's also rose from the dead. He not only died, He rose up and administered His own will. So He not only told you, hey, you're going to get all this. He rose from the dead and is doing it Himself. He's like the the person that wrote the will in the natural. And He's also the attorney that stands up and says, hey, this belongs to you. That they may be one as we are. Because I've done it. 
I, I saw that back with the Lord with with, uh, with Abram when, when he walked between the, the sacrifice. When Abram went into that deep sleep and he walked between the sacrifice, I looked there and I said, it was the Lord. He walked through it, back, before, through it, and came back out. The Lord Himself, He made the covenant. He went in and walked through the sacrifice and walked back out. The Lord did it Himself. And I saw that's what He was saying that through Abram. I'm going to do it myself, Abram. High on thy exceeding great reward, Abram. When he, when, he, when he brought Isaac up onto the mountain, what did he say? The Lord Himself shall provide, the Lord shall provide Himself. A sacrifice. It's all the way through the Word that God's going to do it Himself. He's going to bring it about Himself. He's, and He come in the person of Jesus and He spoke it into existence. Just like He spoke the, the natural world. He come and He says it. He says, He spoke it out of the prophets and then He come in the person of Jesus Christ and He fulfilled everything He spoke and He put it in force in the earth. And what, what we get mixed up with is we don't understand we're not in the Old Covenant at all. He moved us from the Old into the New. And the Old, the Word of God in the Old Covenant was holy just because it was God's Word. But there wasn't power in us to perform it. That's right. Jesus had the power to perform it. Glory to God. And now He's the living Word in us and He gives us the power to overcome yes. all things because He is in us. Yes. We're in His kingdom. We're in His glory. We're in His His throne, in His very presence. And God wants to make that real, that you're in His very presence. How many, how many here tonight believe they feel the presence? Have you ever filled the presence of the Lord? Sure. Now, if you feel the presence of the Lord, guess who has to be present? If you're feeling the presence of the Lord, the Lord's here. It's because He's present that you're feeling His presence. But now He not only wants you to feel it, He wants you to know it. Yes, you know His mind. That's that, 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 that's what's so powerful. Come and let us go to the mountain of the Lord, and He will teach us His ways. Yes. That's where it gets into this inner man. It's His right. ways. His way. And we'll walk in His paths. And see, see, I wish when I first started in the Lord, somebody told me this. I wish I would have listened to. Because they told me when I first started in the Lord, I probably wouldn't listen. I would have told them, here's what I believe. I'd laid out my doctrine. I would have gave it to them and said, here's what I believe. But I wish I'd heard this. Because if I knew knowing the Lord was so good and so fun and so great and adventurous. See, see, instead of, you know, what, what the church, see, see, we, we didn't even tell people the truth of the gospel. <laughs> no, just go pick for a second. Is that all right? We'll yeah. close here in a minute. But I'm going to pick for a second. We, we, a lot of us, probably sitting here tonight, came from full gospel. And full gospel meant if you're a woman, you're going to wear your dress down to your ankle. And if you're a man, you're going to, you're going to walk, you're going to dress holy, you're going to be holy, the full gospel. Well, well gospel means good news. Oh my, so we got the full gospel. Full gospel is I'm going to, I'm going to beat you up. God's going to wear you out. You're going to come in here and God's going to wear you out. <laughs> See, that ain't good news. No, it's not. So we never told kids that, hey, this is awesome. I'm hearing the voice of God. I'm not a lunatic. <laughs> so you tell somebody you're hearing the voice of God and they go, oh, he's off his rock. No, I'm not off my rocker. I'm hearing. Well, maybe I am. I've been drawn on my rocker and thank God he threw me off my rocker. Because I'm walking in the best place I've ever been. I'm seeing the best thing I've ever seen, and His yes. grace is sufficient for me. Yes. My God, I'm in a real good place. This is real fun because I'm hearing from the the God that created the universe. I'm hearing Him. It's like Sister Carol. That's so powerful what she said. I'm in relationship with Him, and He's telling me His secrets. He's sharing with me Himself. My God, that's that's your, that's what you're missing. If you don't have the Lord, you're missing a relationship with the God of creation. You're not missing religion. See what we made it was religion. 
You're not missing religion. You're missing the Lord. Yes, That's what salvation is. He said, he, he said, Abram, he said, hey, I'm your exceeding great reward. Abram, Abram's looking for a son, and I, and I heard this, and, and I'm trying to quit, but I heard this. God said to Abram, you know, Abram's after, after Isaac, which God does a great work in Isaac, but I want you to hear what God said. I'm your exceeding great reward, Abram. I'm going to come out of you, Abram. I'm coming. I'm your reward. I'm your seed. Oh, glory to God. Not just is the man Isaac going to be your seed. I'm going to come right from you, Christ, who is the seed. So he's Abram's exceeding great reward. He became that son of promise, that seed of promise. And not just that, he became that spirit of life. See, 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 flip just one, one more place. Galatians 3. Glory to God. Galatians 3, 3, 3, Galatians. Just one more place for me. My Bible go. There we go. He, Paul Paul's saying to the Galatians down through here, he says, And the Scripture, seeing, verse 8, The Scripture foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles the faith, preached before the good news, gospel, beforehand unto Abraham, saying, In thee shall all nations be blessed. So that, so then they that are of faith are blessed with faith for Abraham, for as many as are under the works of the law are under a curse, for as written curses everyone who continueth not in all things that are written in the book of the law do them now that no man is justified by the law before God is evident, for the righteous shall live by faith. And the law is not a faith, but he that doeth them shall live in them. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us, for as written curses everyone that hang upon the tree, that upon the Gentiles might come the blessing of Abram, Abraham in Christ Jesus. What's the blessing of Abraham in Christ Jesus? That we might receive the promise of the Spirit. Hey, Abram, I'm your exceeding great reward that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. So see, God promised His seed, which was Christ. And then here He comes as the promise as the reward which is the Spirit, that the Gentiles would receive the Spirit by faith, that we would receive God by Spirit to live in us. And that's what we've been talking about. That's right. So, so, so we, we folks are in the most exciting place in the earth. What we believe in. What we, what we could believe in. I'm 80 years old. So now, though, I begin to change my mind. We've talked about changing our mind. Well, I'm in the greatest place. I'm going to start telling people I'm in. You, you, you know I'm in the greatest place there is. We, we go around, see, we go around saying a lot of times, saying the opposite, don't we? We're not, we're not agreeing with the Word of God. What was me? See, that's like Job. Man, Born along a few days a week. You know, I preached a funeral years ago, and I believe it's my great honor when the Lord did this for me. A man that is born in one a few days full of trouble, coming forth as flower and so on and so forth, and the Lord kind of spoke to me, is she a man born in Or was she born to me? So you're going to get up there and preach over her body that she's just a man born in a woman a few days full of trouble? 
So I got up there and preached that she's a man in Christ. Amen. Sure did. Sure did. Because that's what the Lord uh, showed me. Not a man born a woman anymore. If you've been born again, you're not a man born a woman a few days and full of trouble. He said, He that believeth in me shall what? Never die. Believest thou this? Well, then why am I going to preach over them? They're just an old man born a woman. They're just an old man. Why am I going to say that over their corpse? Well, that was just a shell that contained her. She went on to the Lord. My God, she's in Him and He's in her. That shell is over, but she's continuing on to Christ because He became her life. So let me tell you about eternal life. Eternal life is in me. I have it. I got life in me and you got life in you. See, out of your belly shall flow live rivers of life, of living water. So when you begin to speak that, living word, that's living. It's alive. Hallelujah. And it creates life. My Lord. You're creating Your Lord. Lord. The word's created. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Living word. It's a living word. That's it. That's it. It's alive and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing, asunder, dividing. What is in your mouth? It's mighty. Glory. Glory to God. That's where we are, folks. See, that's just changed my... These bodies, you know, You know, I hope you have many years in earth. I hope I have many years in earth. I hope God allows me to see many years in earth. I ain't ready to go from earth. But know assured that He's your life. So regardless of your body, He's your life. We had a sister today, passed today from our fellowship. And, and I'm not, you know, I, I'm not real, you know, I, I miss her. She was a beautiful sister in the Lord. Yeah. But she was in the Lord. That's right. She's in Christ. Yes. She continues. That never, that, that doesn't end, folks. No, it don't. Glory to God. Well, I pray the Lord just flow as a river in your fellowship. My prayer for your fellowship is, this is a beautiful fellowship. I love coming here. I love it because I'm free. See, you're free to walk in here and and share what God's showing you. You know, you're not always free to do that, sister. I go places sometimes and I don't have the liberty to say